Welcome to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast, hosted by Linda Hunt, an award-winning accessibility consultant, speaker, and author. With over 30 years experience in senior management roles and a deep passion for creating inclusive environments, Linda brings us unmatched expertise and credibility to our discussions. Join us as we explore transformative power of accessibility and inclusion in today's world. Through captivating conversations, Linda shares her wealth of knowledge, provides practical solutions, and sheds light on the latest trends and advancements in the field. Whether you're a business owner or disability advocate, or simply curious about the world of accessibility, this podcast is your go-to resource. Get ready to unlock new perspectives, break down barriers, and embark on a journey of empowerment. Are you ready to create a more inclusive world? Let's begin. Welcome to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. So welcome listeners to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. I am so pleased today to have with me Raja Vedia. Raja has a talk title called Move from White Belt Mind Lock to Black Belt Mind Shift. I met Raja probably about a year ago. I was a guest on his podcast. So Raja is a kickboxing opera singer, cancer scientist scientist from Philadelphia who can't talk right. And uh, Raja is going to share his story with us, but he's just shared with me that he is coming up on uh, 300 mm-hmm. either solo ap- episodes that he's produced or three ha- or stages that he has spoken on. So Raja, why don't you give us who can't speak right, what that technically means and, and where we go from there, how it ties into accessibility and making the world accessible. Certainly, because I grew up with a with a pretty severe uh, stutter and, 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 and it's only in recent years that I really kind of come to grips with it and acknowledge it and accepted it because for my whole life, I was ashamed of it. I did things specifically so I didn't have to talk. I joined choir and singing and opera so I didn't have to talk. I took karate so I didn't have to talk. I got a job as a cancer research scientist for 25 years so I didn't have to talk. So, and it wasn't until maybe six years ago that when we talk about DEI, like when we talk about like adversity and accessibility in the workplace, people with speech disfluencies, they're almost, to me, I feel is kind of like the unspoken handicap. People forget about us because we don't talk much generally. And so, uh, and, and this all, this all came to a point uh, about six years ago when uh, in 2017, I was finishing up this big project for six months in my, in, in my, in, in my research job. And then my partner, she ended up doing the presentation. I asked if I could present part of it. They said, no, no, it's okay. She can do it. She leaves my name off the front slide of the whole slide deck, even though half the slides up there were mine. And, um, you know, so it made it look like I did a, a 5% of the work. And uh, to add insult to injury, I actually got injured during that. I, I hurt both of my rotator cuffs, my shoulders, and I, and I was in a physical therapy for a year. And she got a promotion out of it, and I did not. So I can forgive, but I decided to pivot and to face my fear of speaking. And and I was thinking, how do I do that? And I'm I'm too old to learn a new trick now. And so I found Toastmasters, which is a which is a nonprofit group that helps you learn speaking as well as leadership skills. So I faced my fear, started forcing myself to speak more and practice more, and now I can't get enough of it. Now I've I've done a TEDx. I, I wrote two books. I've given talks in front of 8,000 people. I have, um, you know, 
I've gone on I don't know how many podcasts and YouTube channels and shows, and it's 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 been what an amazing ride. And and I started all this maybe just a little over a year ago after I finally got the confidence that you know let me go out and try something outside of Toastmasters too. Maybe I can just do an independent competition. So there was a ultimate speaker competition that came to Philadelphia that travels around the country, and I went in there with three hours sleep. And no coffee because I left. I made coffee that morning and I forgot it. And I said, "All right, I'll just mingle with people and make connections." And instead, I passed the first round, second round, third round, and I ended up with third place in the ultimate speaker competition, Philadelphia. That was in July last year. So in August, I decided to try to face my fear of speaking live and say, "All right, I'm going to interview people now on my client show." So I was just doing general. Entrepreneur training for my clients as part of Victory Mindset Academy you see behind me, and so once I started interviewing people, I had to get good at it. So I learned and practiced and pushed myself, and I I I threw down the gauntlet and said, "All right, I'm going. I I have to get over this fear of speaking live. So I'm going to do a hundred interviews in six months or less." Well, that didn't happen. Instead, I got two hundred and four in five months. Wow. So I crushed it. And now, as、yes. you said earlier, Linda, in two weeks I hit three hundred interviews, and it's 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 it it really just reflects that ideal that we don't know how powerful we are until we try. Yeah, and I, I certainly can really understand. Yeah. That. That concept of、mm-hmm. overcoming a fear. So, for an example, I'm a power wheelchair user, and I have my mantra for the past 25 years since I was diagnosed with、uh, MS has、yeah. been adapt. So, if I can't do、yeah. something one way, how can I do it and、Ooh. still accomplish the task? So, I love that you pointed that. Yeah, pointed、so、that out. But as you said, it's that challenging yourself and making. Making making lemonade out of lemons, for lack of a better word. I mean, it's it's really absolutely challenging yourself to be able to do something, even though it's outside your comfort zone. So for you, with a stutter, as you said, that you had kind of shied away from speaking your entire life, and then doing that pivot and and coming up to three hundred. Public speaking engagement. I mean, what an accomplishment! That's an accomplishment.、Yeah. That's an accomplishment for anybody, regardless of their speaking ability,、yeah. to land three hundred speaking gigs in eighteen months. So,、um, you know, outside of doing it with a disability regarding your speaking, that's a major accomplishment for anyone. So, really, really, and for your audience, don't realize that. that you know, I used to be ashamed of it, and finally. I left my last company that I was there for 15 years, where all that happened. I started my new company this year. I finally put down for the first time in my life, I have a disability, and and it it finally feels like I can finally breathe and say, you know what, I'm okay. This is normal, and I want people to realize that, that people with speech disfluencies or any sort of a neurodiverse or different, any sort of physical challenge, mentally diverse challenge, it's it's normal. You know, we have we are the rainbow of people, you know that make that all comprise humanity. Well, exactly, and I mean we, you know, we're talking twenty two percent of the population identifies as as having、yeah. some form of a disability. I mean, that's like,、yeah. you know, like we're talking about one in four people here, 
and we all we all work we all shop we all go to restaurants we all uh yep. you know we all do everything that uh, everyone regardless of their ability does and so for there to be no barriers to us being able to do that so whether it's you know the barrier so uh, whether it's a barrier to employment and as you said you you know you, you always found in an employment situation that you would not speak up because of your disability and basically were well we'll say penalized marginalized marginalized time. and and not recognized for the work that you did because yeah. because of that disability is just is so unfair and so it well, i mean they didn't promote me for 10 years and when, when when you look back and you think that i'm like wait a second that makes no sense someone who's highly talented highly motivated and likes people i'm a people person i love people you know i think the worst job for me is like when i had to work in the uh, basement of a lab and i could barely interact with anybody because i just grind out data and just bring it out i'm like oh i felt like i i was in like a dungeon you know i, I was getting all depressed i was getting seasonal affective disorder because i couldn't see sunshine <laughs> it was terrible you know so I, I like people. I like sunshine. I like, you know, to interact and meet new people. And, and honestly, everybody I meet, like who's in a different, you know, experience in life, guess what? They bring something new to the table because they, they bring a different perspective that maybe you hadn't thought of. Exactly. That's, it. you know, where we all have uh, gifts to give, uh, regardless of, uh, regardless of, of uh, some challenge we may be facing in our life and you know what everyone regardless of whether it's a disability or not is facing some kind of challenge we don't know anything about necessarily and being able to so you know, i've really got to really got to commend you on you know really stepping into your power regardless of your disability and just making that decision that you were gonna basically get out of your own way and start speaking yeah. Because I, I, I got to tell you something else, too, like is that when I was younger, when I was 16 years old because of karate, I trained six days a week, four or five hours a day because I wanted to change my life. When I was 16 years old, I made it to world championships and I placed, I took home two, two medals. So I made a two-year plan to compete in the like, Olympic trials. So three months after my 18th birthday, two years later, I entered a major East Coast qualifier. And I beat out 400 other black belts three months after my 18th birthday. And I made the Olympic team. And I decided then, you know what? I can't go because I, no one's going to, no one's going to respect a guy with a stutter. Oh, and that, you know, I didn't go. Oh. I lost my one chance to go to the Olympics. Wow. Because of my own fear, what my disability meant in my own head. And I love how you said earlier, you can do so many other things. Like, I used to think out of 10,000 things, I could only do 10. And now I realize, you know what? I had it backwards. I was an upside down pyramid that I actually can do 9,990. And maybe there's 10 things as a person with a speech issue may not be able to do. Maybe I can't be an air traffic controller. Maybe I can't be a, a professional auctioneer. That's okay. Yeah. I don't mind. There's 9,998 other things I can do in my life. I never thought that I'd be a world champion master black belt. I have a sixth degree and next year I'm going to get my seventh degree with 40 years of martial arts experience and, and, and become a grandmaster. And I've been in a movie. I'm in the Black Belt Hall of Fame. I'm in a comic book series called The Martialist. Like, how did all this happen in the past five years? Because I finally accepted who I am. And all of you out there that have any sort of, I don't want to say you have a disability. 
you have a different ability. And all that means is that maybe there's 10 things out of 10,000 that you might not be able to do or might be a little bit more difficult. You can still do it. Yep. It's not impossible. It's just going to be a little bit harder to do. Yeah. I challenge you to find what's the worst thing that you think you can't do and go try it. Yeah, I've got to agree. I talk all the time. I mean, my feature talk is adapting the power of a positive attitude when dealing with a chronic illness. And it really, it's that power of a positive attitude, which you yep. obviously have in spades. And it's that concept that, you know, so what out of 10,000 things, there might be 10 that you, you can't do. Me, I am never going to run a marathon. I could yeah. probably, I could probably wheel some kind of a marathon as a power wheelchair user, but I'm not going to be able to run a marathon. I'm not going to be able to climb a flight of stairs, even a flight of six stairs that, you know, that doesn't stop me from getting around. It doesn't stop me from doing that. Probably the biggest thing that I decided that I would not give up when I, my disability progressed to the point where I was going to get in a wheelchair is that I would not give up driving. And so that meant that I had to go out and I had to get myself a wheelchair ramp van so that I could drive my wheelchair in yep. right into the driver's seat and I could still drive. And that was 14 years ago. And here nice. we are, you know, here we are today. So, I mean, I could have been one of those people that said, oh, now I'm in a wheelchair and I, I can't drive. So I need to, you know, take a wheelchair taxi anywhere I go or whatever, mm -hmm. but I didn't. And here we are 14 years later, I actually finally just two months ago got a new wheelchair van because yeah. I've decided I'm going to continue driving um and Fantastic. Uh, yeah so you know that's that's something I'm not willing to give up as a result of my disability so yeah I really do commend you on your work like I said 300 300 speaking engagements is an amazing feat for anyone I was as we said earlier I'm very pleased to have been on your show a year or so ago. Yeah, so. and you're part of my Power 300 now. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, I'm so glad that I was able to get you on on our show so that we could talk about, uh, uh, you know, really the the just that that concept of adapting that your disability, whatever it is, does not define you and does not does not hold you back from accomplishing whatever it is that you want to yeah. accomplish. I think that's a really and, powerful yeah. message. And you know what's funny now? Like in a few months, I turn fifty. I turn fifty. I don't feel it at all. And and I've 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 because of changing my mindset. The past six years, like I was in a bad car accident years ago. I had gained seventy pounds, and it took me six years of failing and trying every single diet possible. It didn't work until last year. I started changing up the way that I saw myself and the way I was doing things. And I stopped dieting and I started just living healthy the way that I knew I should as a black belt competitor like I used to be. Guess what? The weight just came off 48 pounds down in 52 weeks. Wow. And I got, and I'm going to get the last 20 pounds down. And, and by the time I hit 50, now I've already done a TEDx. I have two books. I'm on a Times Square billboard. Like all these things that happened the past five to seven years because I changed and I decided to pivot and face the biggest fear in my life. And that really was the one thing that was keeping me boxed in. So my next book is going to be called Unbox Me Today. So it's not just a title, it's a call to action. Yes. And so, because a lot of us kind of feel trapped in this box of fear that has been made by society, by our parents, by our disability, by our friends, our family, our coworkers, and you know those pitiful stares of people, oh, you poor thing. I don't want that. 
I never wanted anybody's pity. What I want is their respect and just to be treated as equal, same standard. And, and, and when I, when I, the first time I tried to do a Toastmaster speech for the competition and I went over by one second and I got disqualified, I thanked them after, after that and said, thank you for not, uh, you know, pandering to me and giving me extra time. Yeah. I wanted the same time limit as everybody else. And thank you for that. I learned I have to find another way to improve my speaking and my timing. And then I did. Yeah. And so, they, they gave you the respect, but you earned the respect. You earned that respect yeah. by, you know, agreeing to participate and not asking for any special accommodations as a yeah. result of, of that. So, and I, I like, I, I just heard earlier today, uh, word fear. And, uh, and so turning that word fear into facing everything and rising. Rise. Yep. Instead of instead of fear, which a lot of people feel. So that's really something that resonated with me when I heard it earlier today was to really face your fears. Everything and rise. Yeah. Face and I've been saying that for, gosh, at least a year, year and a half now. And, um, you know, I think everybody else who has been saying, you know, fear stands for false evidence appearing real, which is fine. I love my version, face everything and rise. Yeah. Because it just, it's more of a proactive versus a reactive. Yeah. I response told to me earlier that I was going to, I'm going to get that, put it up on my bulletin board in my office, face everything and rise. <laughs> yeah. You can quote me. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and, and the other thing I, I say to everybody is this, this don't fake it till you make it, believe it and become it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Great way. Because every champion, everybody, every successful story, they were a champion in their own mind before everybody else believed it. You know, you are allowed to believe in your success before everybody else. In fact, you should, because no one's going to believe it at the same time as you. They will catch up to you. But right now, if you think, you know, whether you're in a wheelchair or you're a paraplegic or you have other issues or I don't know what, if I, 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 like my son's on the ASD spectrum and, and, and uh, I had to catch myself. When he was 10 years old, he wrote a little horror story for his class that was supposed to be a little short page, like one page short story. And he turned it into this 10-page, double-sided, like, uh, horror novel, and it knocked my socks off. I was like, wow, this is amazing, Evan. That's a great class project. And he says, no, Daddy, I, I, I think I want to become a horror story author. I said, no, Evan, you're not going to make any money on that. Don't do that. No, 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 no. And then I caught myself the next day. I'm like, what am I doing? I just, I just crushed his dream. I just restricted him. What, the same thing that people used to do to me. I went back to him the next day. I said, you know what, Evan? I thought your story was incredible. And if you want to be an author and you want to write horror stories, you go for it. I want you to be the best at it. And I will support you every step of the way. All of a sudden, he lit up. And now, a couple of years later, he has three books that he has as part of a trilogy that he wants to write. He's making up this whole backstory and this underverse and multiverse kind of theory with his the, with the creatures that are involved in the story, and it's going to be called The Shadows. Oh, wow. And I'm more proud about him than anything I've done because I, I caught myself and, and I stopped myself from restricting him because he believed in himself. He believed that he could be a champion before everyone else realized it. It took me a day to realize it in him too. So now I do the same thing with my daughter too. He said, you can do anything you want. She wanted to play soccer, but then she wanted to join, that she didn't think she could do cheer. I told her, yes, she can. And I let her. And, and, then, and now she's so much happier. She has a whole bunch of new friends. And now it's helping out with her soccer too. So all these things that 
it all starts in here. And it, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, believe first. Believe in yourself because everybody else will catch up later. But believe and just move forward. Well, that's, a, I think, a wonderful, uh, a wonderful way for us to wrap up. I, I want to thank you so much for joining Certainly. me on the show and uh, what an inspirational story. Uh, for those of you, uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. If anything that Raja or I have uh, said resonates with you, please feel free to leave us a review on this episode. Pass this episode on to someone else that you may feel will get some uh, value from it. And until next time, thanks for joining us. Raja, thanks for joining me. And until next time, everyone, cheers. Thank you for joining us on the Accessibility Solutions Podcast hosted by Linda Hunt. We hope these discussions have inspired you and provided valuable insights into the world of accessibility and inclusion. If you're ready to take the next steps in creating an accessible and inclusive environment, we invite you to book a personalized accessibility solutions consultation with Linda. As an experienced accessibility consultant, Linda will work closely with you to develop innovative solutions tailored to your unique needs and challenges. Together, you'll navigate the complexities of accessibility regulations, explore inclusive design principles, and implement practical strategies to ensure equal access for all. Don't miss this opportunity to make a real difference, visit our website at solutionsforaccessibility.com. And that's the number four. So solutionsforaccessibility.com. Schedule your consultation today. Let's transform your space into an inclusive and welcoming environment for everyone. Thanks again for listening to the Accessibility Solutions Podcast. Stay tuned for more empowering episodes as we continue our journey towards a more accessible world.